welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 197, recorded live on Saturday, March 19th, 2011, and here are your hosts. First seed in the East Region, Dave Pillay. Hey, hey, hey! And the first seed in the West Region, Andy Lowe. Hi. Wait, we're seated? Come on, Dave. I don't pay attention to basketball. You should know that by now. But it's everywhere. Come on. It's basketball. It's March Madness. Yeah, we're actually, we are, we, there's no way we're first seed. Well, would, would you really want to be a lower seed, Dave? Hang on. Something just started playing, and I don't know where. Um, people are playing basketball on TV right now. So, you know, it'd be nice to... Oh. So, well, no, I clicked on our first link, and so the YouTube file started playing. Ah. But there's basketball, Dave. Yes, I know. I'm trying to get to it so I can see what the seeds are. <laughs> um, do you want me to tell you? Because I have uh, my bracket right next to me because it is March Madness. It is indeed March Madness. Um, do you want to know who the first seed for the East is? Who is the first seed for the East? Ohio State. Okay. And who's the first seed for the West? Uh, Duke. So I'm Ohio State and you're Duke? Yes. I'm Coach K you and really... you're a Buckeye. You really wanted to do that, huh? I Well, I was thinking, like, you're on the east side of the state, I'm on the west side of the state. The southeast and southwest, well, that also could work. So would you rather be Pittsburgh? Than Ohio State? Yes. Do you really need to ask that? (laughs) No. So Dave is Pittsburgh, and I will be Kansas, which is good, because I have Kansas going all the way. Okay. But, oh, I just, it's like a statistical just, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the excitement, there was... What, six games on the first day that were within one or two points? I haven't gotten it. I've been teaching and doing the robot. I'm more worried about my own bracket. <laughs> me, 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 me. Oh, shut up. Next week is going to be the Ann Arbor match. Yes, I know. As you have um, clearly told me multiple times. Yeah, you don't need to go. What? Well, I mean, if you're going to go, I'd love your company, but you, you, you don't need to go. That was a little bit of an about face from last time. I know. Well, because I understand. You know, first off, gas prices are up to three sixty a gallon. Diesel prices, I think, are still at three eighty nine. So, you know, there's that. It's a two hour drive. It's a two hour drive back. I'd be pulling you away from your home for the morning that I'm not really uh, have anything scheduled. Okay. As I said, I mean, if you're if you're willing to come out here, it would be awesome to have you and anyone else who listens to this. Uh, but yeah, don't. Do it special for me or anything. It's, it's fun. Don't think there's going to be any games really going on during the day at that point because at that point we're into semifinals. Sorry, it's just the March Madness. <laughs> yeah, not like you can't get most of it on your phone at this point, anyways. Oh yeah. Well, the uh, NCAA On Demand app is only for um, iTunes. Mm-hmm. And so. Oh holy crap! Michigan is playing Duke. Yeah. Did you also know that Michigan won um, without making a single free throw? Really? And there were, they only had one attempt also. That's the first time that ever happened. They actually won by a significant margin. I know. For an 8-9 game, that's really surprising. Granted, the record of 8-9 seeds against first seeds are not that good. Okay. Yeah, I was about to ask you know, if the first seed makes it past the 16. 
which I'm sure happens almost all the time, how often do they then go on? I can actually tell you because there. Andy's been doing a significant statistical analysis of yes. March Madness, as he does every year. Um, let's see, Michigan's number eight seed, first seed versus eight seed. First seed wins 39 times, lost nine times. So about an 80% win. Yeah, so there's about a 20% chance that Michigan might win. Hey, for a team that was banned from competing in the the March Madness for five, six years, I'll take it. Yeah, it was quite a game to watch. I was kind of surprised at that. I'm looking for, I, I didn't even know that they had made it. What happened to State? Did they lose? Yeah. They they were they had quite a comeback, but they still lost at the end. But just not enough. Seventy eight nope. to seventy six. Yep, that's one of those games where it was one or two points off. Ouch. So, um, just in case you're wondering, Dave, I am currently at 24 out of uh, 32 games, correct? Cool. If I would have not picked any upsets at all and just done the bracket as normal, it yeah. would be 25 out of 32, correct? Were there no upsets? Well, no, if there, there was... were no upsets, I okay. would actually be doing better than I am now. Okay. So... Yeah, looks like Illinois was an upset. Richmond was an upset. Moorhead State was an upset. Moorhead was an upset. That's really funny. You have the 1-9 and then the 12-13 instead of the 4-5. Yep. That's kind of funny. Which is funny because everybody thought that the southeast bracket was going to be the really crazy one, and they only had the one upset with Gonzaga. Yep. So it's it's interesting to look at historical trends and how they always happen. Like, this has been the fourth year in a row that a 13 seed has beat a fourth seed. Okay. Which should not happen, yet for some odd reason. Well, but these numbers we attach to these teams are not, like, 100% absolute. It's just how they've been playing through the year. And if a team started off really bad and then progressively got better, they'd still be a pretty poorly ranked team. No, no, most of these are done at the end of the year. Especially since half of them are uh, automatic bids by winning um, conference championships and such. That's how Ohio State um, got ranked first, because they blew through the Big Ten tournament, no problem. So it's, yeah, okay, so here we go. Additionally, only three times since 1985 has at least one 12 seed failed to win one game in a given tournament. So you have 15, 16 years now. Well, but I mean, just by sheer probability, it should be something like that. There are four 12-seed teams. And their victory margin is about 75%. So one of the team will... It's just... I find At it least one will go on. I'm probably just realizing all our geeky listeners are going, oh, God, more sports. Yeah. i just like to point out probability and the fact that any team can beat any team on any day. But the statistics are just... Oh. Well, I mean, yes, gets, but if you boil it down, I'm sure it'll come out to be almost in, like absolute pure probability. Oh, it probably is. But what's also interesting is the fact that um, one of the websites I'm keeping track on, they are listing the number of perfect brackets. After the first round, 83,385 people, nobody had a perfect bracket. Yeah, well, that's not surprising. Yeah, because that, that's two to the... 16th, I think. No, there's uh, 32 games, so two to the 32nd. Two to the 32nd, yeah. Two to the thirty second is, is a big number. Four point two billion. Well four point three billion. Yeah. Granted, most anybody who's playing would always pick the number one seeds because they've never lost. So that's two to the Wait, the number one has never lost to the number sixteen? Never. Since nineteen eighty five, never has lost. Well I guess it's not pure probability then. <laughs> like I'm telling you, it's historical trends and you just 
it's interesting trying to take what you see and what you're given with the seeding and trying to mm-hmm. figure out which 12 team is going to beat the five seed. Yeah. Which 13 which... seed is going to beat the four seed. I picked Oakland. Cause... By the way, for, for what it's worth, if you do eliminate that one, the all the one versus 16 seeds, uh, it's only two to the 28th then, which is significantly smaller. Only 268 million. Wow. Yeah. And then if you start bringing in probabilities, most likely the second and third seeds are going to advance since I think their victory margins are up in 80, 90 percent. So you take out 30. And that was, yeah, they all won this year. Yeah. So you take out another, what, four? It's three. One fourth seed lost. Yeah. Which happens for the past four years. Yep. Anyways. Yeah. Sports, 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 sports. Okay. It's just, they are, th- there are people who are so geeked out about this compared to us and geeking out something else like, say, one of our topics. Yeah, but that's not our demographic. <laughs> I know, but it's still, there are geeks there. There be yeah. geeks around here, people who there, study there, historicals there and math, statistics. It's crazy. There be sports geeks. Yes. That is not our demographic. No, unfortunately. I mean, if if we want to start a second podcast, that's fine. It'll have to be like a monthly podcast. <laughs> We'd probably have to get Ellicott back on every week. The two of you would be the hosts. I'd be more of a side color commentary. You'd be our math go-to guy. Yeah. I don't know. Kyle is really good at math, too. Yeah, but Dave, you're a math teacher. Yeah. That says you should be the math go-to guy. Are you sure Kyle took the AP Calc test? No, I do not believe so. No? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> But yeah, if we want to target sports guys, we can do that. RA Podcast Sports. We could spawn off a whole industry of RA Podcast. Instead, we should talk about something. Um, Robots. God. <laughs> it's hope- consuming my life. I was hoping the one week with not robots. You know what I'm doing when I finish recording? You're going down to the school to help with your hours of building? Yes. Is it true you're only allowed to work so many hours per week? You can have six hours out of the bag in Michigan. Michigan has some really weird rules because Michigan does it differently than any other state. Um, but we, when you're done with the build season, you have to have the robot sealed. And then while it's sealed, you can't work on it. You can work on other things. You can work on replacement parts. You can work on, in this case, like the minibot. But you can't work on the robot itself. Um, and the week before your competition, you are allowed six hours out of the bag. And that's it. That's not even including transportation time. Well, you can move the robot around in the bag. That's fine. Oh, okay. But if you take it out of the bag while you're traveling. Y- yes. <laughs> but that's kind of stupid. Yeah. Oh, and there's a minimum of two hours. If you take the robot out of the bag, you have to take it out for at least two hours. So you basically get, at most, three days. Mm-hmm. Well, three sessions. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's rough. <laughs> Dave, what I need you to do is move to another state. Why? Then I have even less time to work on it. Really? Yeah. In other states, you crate the robot, and then you ship it to a secure facility where it sits and sits and sits until they ship it back to wherever you are competing. Oh, my. Yeah. Never. I thought Michigan was the um, the not going to work, but I guess this is the place to be. Yeah. Also, um, the way we've got our districts set up, because we have all these district competitions, other states only have like one or two competitions, and there's 60 teams at each of them. So you get to play like seven games. If you're lucky, you go to two of them, which means 14 games. 
So the people who go to nationals from the other states have played maybe 17 or 18 games, including the final rounds. Uh, my team has already played that much. Well, speaking of your team, Dave, yeah. I'm looking at this image here. Yeah. And the one where I look like one of the students. I was going to not bring that up to try and save you the embarrassment of playing guess which one's the teacher and which one's the student, which um, mm-hmm. if I did not know you. You wouldn't be able to tell. No, I would not. Yep. Um, what's with the war paint, though, on your face? It, it was for the team. It's because we made it into the finals. That you painted your face? I, well, actually, one of my students painted my face. <laughs> and, it, you know, they came up to me and they said, if we make it to the finals, can we paint your face? And I foolishly said, yeah, sure, why not? And then we made it in the finals. I said, for the good of the team, I will let you paint my face. Oh, Dave. If someone asks you if you're a god, Ray. You say, say Yes. <laughs> Just times where you just the answer is always one or the other. Oh come on, the face paint's not that bad. Yeah. All right, so were you done with the robots this time? I think we can be done with the robots. I, I personally, I think I look older than the students. No, I'm looking at it, and we oh, we should do this to the listeners. If there are four people in the picture, you should figure out which one's Dave. I think most of them have seen. We've posted pictures of me on the site, Andy. Damn it, you're right. They can go back and look at the one where we recorded when we were, or we didn't record because we were both up north. Yeah, because there's a picture of both of us smiling at the in front of the water. Right, in front of Lake Michigan. Yeah. No, I thought that was the bay at the time. Well, technically, yes, but the bay is Lake Michigan. <laughs> so speaking of the both of us, uh, Brendan supplied the YouTube video at the beginning that you started to get to play about my uh, milk, which... Milk? Milk. Milk? At least, well, at least it's not Malk. Yeah, or the the mulk. Mulk? I've never heard someone say mulk. Well, the, one of the guys in there says it even weirder. Mm. But hey, if I get my point across, does it matter how I say it? Uh, I'm not sure. What, what do you mean you're not sure? I, I'm not going to answer that. Why? Because that covers such a broad range of topics that it's not... No, I'm not committing myself to that. <laughs> Gee, thanks. If I get my point across, does it matter if I chopped off your arm? Chopping off the arm is a little extreme. Uh, If I got my point across, does it matter? (laughs) Okay, if I get my point across and it doesn't cause you physical bodily harm. What if it makes you cry? That's not physical. Well, I guess the crying part is physical, but the the emotional distress that's causing it isn't. It's See what I mean? You see why I don't want to answer that? It's milk. That's all I'm saying. And I'm saying you're wrong. It's milk. (laughs) And I'm saying you're crazy. Okay. Charlie Sheen crazy or just crazy? I don't know. (laughs) Charlie Sheen is like, that's like two extremes. Charlie Sheen is really nuts. You're also is really crazy? What's really crazy? AT&T. Yeah. They uh two stories, both of which um completely independent of each other, but they're both AT&T. First is the fact that they are trying to crack down on people tethering their jailbroken iPhones. Dun dun dun. Good luck. But they're they're saying that customers are being notified that their service plans need updating to subscribe to a tethering plan and that they will be automatically subscribed to the 4 gigabyte package at $45 a month if they continue to tether. My question is, how does AT&T know that you're tethering? Well, when you're monitoring the data usages of the phone, or rather you just have a program monitoring data usages of the phone, and 
all of a the sudden they're making like five HTTP requests at a time and they're streaming video and they're doing, you know, when you're doing a bunch of multitasking that the phone's really not supposed to support, you can kind of guess that they've got it hooked up to a computer. I find it ridiculous. Granted, not the ridiculousness that they are able to figure out that you're tethering, because as you said, that makes logical sense to me that they're able to go, wait a second, this is not normal behavior. This is not how a phone should work. But the fact that they're going to charge you a different data plan if you are tethering. Right. That's what's bullshit. Yeah. It's it's part of me just looks at the telecoms now and going, you're I'm just... I'm using the data one way or the other. <laughs> what does it matter whether I'm using it on the phone or on a screen? It's, you're a pipe. That's all you are. I, I don't want you to tell me how, how to put things in the pipe. I just want you to be a pipe that... Pipe that. It, it would be like the water company charging you two different rates for the kitchen sink and the bathtub. <laughs> well, you see... Uh, if you... And if you, if you took the kitchen sink and walked it over to the bathtub, they'd be saying, oh, nope, you're filling the bathtub. That's bathtub usage. Oh, like you have... Um... The, one of the kitchen sinks, like the extender hose things. Yep, and you just walk it over. Or even, it, it's almost worse, it's almost like uh, putting it into a, a pitcher of water and then dragging that over, you know, carrying that over to your tub and pouring it in. Yeah, right. but I want to take a bath, but all I have is, is the, the kitchen, kitchen sink. sink. Yeah, Because you bastards cut off my bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to pay so much more. No, I, I think that's actually, I think we've got a good metaphor here. I think we should post this and publish it. <laughs> How your phone is like your kitchen sink. <laughs> oh, I just watched some poor bastard go all the way to the top of the parking structure and there are no spaces. Oh, why is it so busy on a Saturday? Because it's a Saturday? It's a Saturday in downtown and it's like 60 degrees outside. And Michigan's going to be playing. Uh, so. Tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? Yeah, game oh. against Duke is tomorrow. I don't know. I just turn on the TV and there's, there's basketball, basketball there. I remember working at WCC... Uh, in the media center in the library, and there was a group uh, that worked for, uh, it was the basically the uh, media checkout people, like if you needed to borrow a laptop from the college or a projector or a sound system. And they had two huge TVs hooked up to live streams over the web from all the different games. So we were watching like four or five games at once. What's really funny is, because um, the NCAA has their little online thing where you can stream the games, mm-hmm. um, there's a boss button on there, you know, in case... Your boss walks by. Yeah. Normally, it would just be like a spreadsheet or something, but they actually have quite an interactive uh, Microsoft Outlook clone. Nice. Where, where all the emails are about the basketball tournament, but some of them are just funny because some of them are supposed to be from your, your wife or your husband, and some of them are actually supposed to be from your friend, giving you tips about pick them by mascot. <laughs> and the guy said, oh, you should go with Colorado State Bears or something like that, which, um, well, Northern Colorado, and they're out of the tournament already. So that wouldn't have been good. But um, what's interesting is the fact that there are TV feeds, and so if there's a TV timeout, they'll play an ad on the web stream. Ooh. But they gray out the boss button during the ad. Oh, no. So you could be watching a game. Your boss comes in, and lo and behold, because they didn't want you to block out the, the, ad. Uh, the ad. Well, let me put it this way. Anyone who's actually using the boss button for its intended purpose is a moron and deserves to get caught. <laughs> Not like the IT guys can't go in and say, like, uh, no, you were at this address. I'm watching the, the packets go by. It's just one of the times where if I was the IT person, I'd go, okay, block this website, block this website, and block this website. That's it. Mm-hmm. At the uh, 
at the Census Bureau last year, they actually had the government, the guys, the IT guys blocked um, the NCAA website, Yahoo, uh, Fox Sports, and a couple other ones as well. Speaking of blocking, did you hear that there was a woman... Uh, I think she worked for the British government in a, a call center of some sort, and she wanted the IT guys to allow her special access to Facebook so that she could play games. What? And that it was approved by her boss until a minister stepped in and said no. Oh. Her argument is that, you know, when she's on hold or while she's not, you know, busy with something, that it's her way of doodling. It is ridiculous. It's her way to keep her hands busy. And it was like, no! <laughs> Here's a book filled with Sudoku puzzles. Sharpen your mind. Oh, speaking of call centers, the other AT&T story actually has a call center connection to it. Okay. The um, AT&T rolled out their DSL caps. So you're only allowed 150 gigabytes per month for DSLs and 250 gigabytes per month for the fiber U-verse, whatever AT&T calling that fiber optic thing. Okay. Um, which... Most of the guys are pointing out that uh, data caps really, their reasoning is because of the dramatic increase of the amount of data that is sent and received. So congestion sort of stuff, which people are pointing out, um, data caps really don't block congestion. Stop yeah. the congestion. Yeah. But there is a speculation in there. Um, I have to go down to the bottom. Uh, there is an employee abuse um, factor into there also. So AT&T is allowed to cut off subscribers who uh, abuse their employees, which includes really? making threats to physically harm or damage employee or company property, frequent use of profane or vulgar language, or repeatedly contacting our customer service representatives for reasons that do not pertain to our provisioning, maintenance, repair, or general service of your high-speed internet access service after you've been asked to stop such conduct. You know, I hate to say it, I think I have to side with AT&T on this one. What? I find well, this completely... Just, no, because oh. having... You do not want to work in a place. You do not want to work in an environment where you do not feel safe because of the corporate decisions, because the customers are calling you and threatening to hunt you down and hurt you. Okay, so the first part makes sense, but repeatedly calling the customer service representatives? Well, the, no, it's people who are, you know, they, I want to argue this, and so, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and they say, no, we, you know, th this has been addressed, you've talked to us, we would like you to stop calling about this issue. And then they harass them, they keep calling. It's basically saying, don't harass us. Damn it, Dave, you're making sense. <laughs> I know. God. You want to hate AT&T so bad. Data caps and then them saying that we're able to cut you off if we think you are being abusive. Now, there should be some consumer group that will come in and arbitrate that. Nope, it's just going to be AT&T saying, um, right. I'm sorry, you're but... you abusive, click, and no more phone for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, they'll cut off your well, phone service, so then you can't call AT&T. That's, that's opening themselves up to lawsuits. And if it goes that route, then it goes that route. Mm -hmm. So Tesla Model S will have third-party apps? Yeah, there's a 12-inch touchscreen in the center console area. What does it run? Uh, they don't know yet. Uh -oh. But he's announced officially that they are going to have third-party third apps that can Should run, run on your Tesla. Right. Which... To me, just says um, we have this touchscreen, but we don't have enough money to, you know, hire some decent programmers or stuff to put stuff on the touchscreen. So here you go. It's here. Use it. I'd prefer to think of it as Tesla recognizes the benefit of openness and third-party developers. But, uh, I have third-party apps on my phone. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> Almost every app would be a third-party app. Yeah. And some of those crash Are quite awful. often. 
for no apparent reason. Andy, the damn thing isn't tied into your engine. Who knows what it's tied into? Who knows what could it's accidentally... It's going to be the entertainment system. It's going to be tied into the GPS and maybe a Wi-Fi. Okay, so maybe it's the classic GPS turn right here, right now, into a brick wall. Which happens anyway. <laughs> it will else. probably be attached to certain... Um, how shall I say it? Outputs from the engine and the, the computer. But it, it it's not going to be like direct control over the engine maybe it crashes the car will not necessarily crash but it's fun to speculate it's fun to point out the blue screen of death could be an actual death screen of death (laughs) yeah what's really funny is he came out to announce this third-party apps for the the center console but he um still hasn't really talked much about the production schedule of the tesla model s which makes me a little if i've always been iffy about this car so you had the roaster it was good it was fast people were buying it and then they stopped the production to create this model s and there's not much else been about it it's been to auto shows saying people saying yes it still does exist but when are you going to sell one yep so dave what's this story about some pro devs gone indie so uh, a group of developers working on big project Company downsizes because the economy sucks. We've heard this story before. Yeah. Uh, So these four guys who are professional developers are out of a job in an industry that's very hard to find a job. And so they say, okay, well, what can we do? Well, let's go and make our own game and we'll put it on Facebook and we'll see what we can do. Now, this is a bunch of really experienced people they're going to make a small game so they say okay let's give we can do this in a week we've got the funds we can do this in a week and it's just it's the story of what they did and how they did it it took them three weeks so three times as long as they had thought but hey that's pretty typical of professional development cycle and they came out with a facebook game and it's actually kind of cute huh man this is a wall of text well yeah i mean it's basically an essay which is kind of interesting because in a magazine, I would have no problem reading this. On the website, though, it's... Just read it. It's worth it. All right. Also, the exposure that they're getting from this is going to be insane. Well, yeah. Their game is about to explode. I'm trying to think of how to uh, go with that one, but I can't. So EA actually says they like Fox News, even though Fox News was the one who um, was causing problems with Bulletstorm or Mass Effect or Medal of Honor. Yeah. Um, oh, well, because it's all free publicity. Exactly. It's absolutely free publicity. He explained how EA doesn't mind creating a bit of controversy around a title, especially if the new title is an IP no one's ever heard of. Mm-hmm. So, like Bulletstorm, no one ever heard of that. And suddenly Fox News comes out, does their whole tirade. Yeah, like, absolutely. Okay. I, my my dad has a saying that is entirely true, which is there is no such thing as bad publicity. If our podcast got on Fox News... Would you still think so? I'd love it if our podcast got on Fox News. Even if it was something about something completely ridiculous? Well, think about it, Andy. If it gets picked up by Fox News, who else is going to pick up on it? Oh, yeah, it's going to be broadcast everywhere. And then you could easily send a tip to all the gaming websites going, oh, my gosh, have you seen this? It's completely ridiculous. Yeah. And all the gaming websites would go up in arms and then yada, yada, yada. It would just. And our listener, we would never have to work again. We could just do this full time. <laughs> Um, you would actually have to, you know... Start researching. <laughs> oh, are you saying I don't research? Uh, Speaking know, of Andy. research... Do you research? Let's yes. turn this around. Do you actually research your topics? 
beyond reading the one article? Yes, I go two or three articles in. Do you contact the people? Sometimes I have contacted the people. Do I what? Confirm any of the information? Sometimes. How often is sometimes? I feel like this is not even, I was going to say a pot and kettle situation, but this is like a pot and, I don't know what the hell you are situation. (laughs) The night, (laughs) the night calling the kettle black. (sighs) Oh, speaking of the night, not that it's going to be anywhere near as effective because it happens in an hour from now. Uh, The moon will be the largest it's been in over 18 years. That's, um, oh, because of the distance to Earth. Okay, I was going to say, the moon, I don't think, is growing, but it, it will... It will look bigger. Gotcha. In the sky. Okay. And that is uh, as of 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern. So does that mean um, at some point it's going to be the smallest it's ever been? Well, not ever been, but yes, when it's furthest away. Which is going to be... The apogee, I believe is what that's called. Yeah. The perigee and the apogee. So the moon is at perigee. It is at the closest to Earth, and it is also the full moon. Which would be nice if it was dark out, but it's not dark out. It's the middle of the day. Yeah. But it's not the middle of the day in other parts on the Earth. No, especially down in Australia. I'm staring yep. at Cuzza. Bro. Freaking Cuzza. So speaking of um, news, mm-hmm. CNN announced they are going to have a live TV everywhere. Live TV everywhere. Yeah, making it possible for uh, subscribers to Comcast, Dish, Cox, and Verizon Files to watch CNN live across different platforms and devices, i.e. your cell phone, your computer, that sort of thing. Which makes me think, uh, when was the last time I watched CNN? <laughs> it's like CNN's uh, going to be everywhere. Quoted on The Daily Show? <laughs> uh, last time I was in the airport, I watched a version of CNN. Yep. Especially the Atlanta ev- airport. It was everywhere. Yeah, I'd believe that. But, um... CNN everywhere. Woo! Yeah. Woo. 5% of all 2010 games were rated M. Oh, no, but there was a there was a second point that I wanted to point out oh, here. Oh, well, fine. Be that way. <laughs> um, a I'm new feature... On. I don't know where you're going. <laughs> I ha- I just you did your woo and then I was waiting now for a pause and then I was going to hit you with the more interesting. We cut out the pauses. Why would you wait for a pause? Because that's the way I am. I got to do the comedic timing. But you you yourself purposefully eliminate the comedic timing because we eliminate the pauses. The first thing you do when you process this stuff is go through and remove silence. That is not actually true. Okay. The second thing you do. <laughs> It's uh, normalize, compress, combine, and then it's the fourth. Fourth okay. thing I do. Ah, ah, ah. Sorry. Um, the fact is they are starting up a new feature called Open Story, which pulls together the iReports, which are the civilian, I guess, run CNN reports, with the official CNN reports. Okay. So they're crowdsourcing the news? Yeah, which I don't like. It's interesting. Yes, you need to have a wide breadth of new sources. It's the future. I don't like it. You don't have to. You're still going to live it. (laughs) Damn it. I don't want to. There's points where it's just like, yes, you need an actual New York Times funded superior foreign affairs bureau of someplace in somewhere mm-hmm. rather than joe schmo who's living down the street right yeah so also any registered user with a webcam facetime etc can record a video comment directly to the site and post it in real time and 
iReport is now embedded as an option in iMovie. So using your iPad 2, you can record something, edit it, and then post it up there as an iReport, which will then get put into the official CNN. I'm just waiting for a freaking keyboard cat or something to show up along with an actual news story. Something about a piano person and then suddenly there's a video for keyboard cat. That's what I'm waiting for. That will show me that things have literally gone off the deep end. Yeah. So yes, they're 5%. Was it 5%? 5%. Yes, 5%. 5%. We're rated at... Yes, 2010 games. How many were rated AO? I don't know. Did we have any AO games last year? I forgot to put a space. List of AO-rated products. Not many total. (laughs) The current list of all AO-rated products are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 22. 22 games are currently rated AO. That were released last year or total? No, just released total. Wow, that's not 15-year history, that's all. What games are those? Um... Well, some of them are uh, very descriptive. All Nude Glamour, uh, Cyber Photographer, All The Joy Nikki. of Sex, Playboy the Mansion. Manhunt 2 was AO. Yeah. Leisure Suit Larry, Uncut and Uncensored. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, it's a Leisure Suit what? Larry game, the and I think... The Sexy Empire? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Wait, what? Where, also known at? as Lula, the Sexy Empire is a business simulation game for Windows. The game revolves around building a multi-million dollar erotica industry. It's in 3D. Ooh. It's by Take Two. I've got one that's developed by CDV. Which Lula are you talking about? No, well, developer. I'm looking at publisher. Oh. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that's the number of adult-only games in 15 years. But, okay. Which was interesting in this article, not the original article. I looked, you see, I looked back at the original article to see. But the oh, second part so here you, you was actually... Yes, ha-ha. Uh, he looked at Box Office Mojo, and it said the 531 movies it tracked for 2010, 31% were rated R. So it seems there's a little bit of disparity between mature video games and mature movies. Only 1% of movies were rated G. Games are developed for kids. <laughs> Yet you don't hear people talking about the enormous amount of R-rated movies. Well, that's because everything is rated R. If you show boob, it's rated R. Not true. That is not true. Oh, I'm sorry. If you show boob, it's rated PG. No, no. It, um, Titanic was rated PG-13, and that showed Ooh. boob. That showed more than boob, didn't it? That was nipple, wasn't it? That was full breast, yes. Yeah. And that was rated PG-13, which people mainly thought that James Cameron just paid people off in order to get it down to PG-13 because he knew it was going to sell like hotcakes. Yep. I, you know, if it, were, if it came down to it, I'd probably bribe people for that, too. <laughs> If I knew that it was going to sell millions. Yeah. Granted, everybody thought Titanic was going to sink before it was actually released. Ah, ha, ha. Well, that was lots of the headlines because the production was over budget, over time, over everything. Yeah, except it was a good movie. Well, I don't know if it was a good movie. It was a movie a lot of people liked. Wait, you haven't seen Titanic? I have never seen Titanic. I would tell you to go see it, but I really don't want to bore you half to death. Thank you. (laughs) I've also never seen The Godfather in its entirety. What? You know this. No, I don't. We've mentioned this before multiple times. We've had this same discussion. This is ridiculous, Dave. (laughs) Same discussion multiple times. So the U.S. Travel Association, which 
I guess, whose members include hotels, car rental services, and amusement parks, according to Reuters. Okay. Or Reuters. I don't even know how Reuters. to pronounce it. Writers? Writers. I don't know. I, I, I always was, hear it like writers. I'm like, wouldn't that be with a W? Reuters. I think Reuters is the best, but I, I don't got, know. I got corrected because there was, at one of the job fairs I was at, there was Reuters or writers or whatever. Yeah. And I was talking and about you, it, asking about it. Did you walk up to them and say, how do I pronounce your name? No, she was telling me about the opening she had and she said just to let you know um i know you didn't mean any harm but it's actually pronounced this and i was like oh my apologies <laughs> well, there goes my shot at getting that job <laughs> so one of the things are she let me talk she let me ask my question she gave me an answer and she's like just a side note um if oh, you do anything I- pronounce it correctly first <laughs> yeah oh poor andy <laughs> Um, but they are suggesting that the Obama administration um, do two things. One, um, it is to set up a law that gives everybody one checked bag free because they are saying there are issues now with the security because everybody's trying to carry on a lot more stuff. And so it's creating more problems with security. Right. Which I... The, the thing with the checked bag, though, it's not that it, it costs money. That's not why I do it. It's that you have to wait for it. You have to stand there at the baggage carousel and wait for an extra half hour to get your bag. Okay. The second part is they want to have basically a, um, what is it called? I'm trying to find what they called it here, but it's not listed. Basically a frequent traveler program Mm -hmm. where you give up more personal information about yourself, like fingerprint, more ID rather than just your driver's license, like social security information, that sort of stuff to prove that um, you don't want to do anything harmful. And so you'll be able that to. You're not a terrorist. Yeah. And so that would be able to ease the amount of passengers the TSA screens because you would get a basically a pass go card. Yeah. There was a company that tried that called, uh, I think it was called Clear, and it failed. Which I'm all about not having to, you know, empty everything out of my pockets, including pocket lint. <laughs> no, that was. When I flew down to um, Kansas to pick up my dad's car, mm-hmm. the TSA lady, she's like, take everything out of your pocket, turn them inside out, even pull out pocket lint, because wow. the way the scanner is, if you have pocket lint in there, it will mark it as... Dangerous. It'll mark it as something unknown, and therefore you have to get patted down. So she's like, take everything out. Wow. That was for the back scatter? Yeah. Or whatever, the one that spins around you? Yeah. So, yeah, if I don't have to deal with that, I I have no problem. But then I'm also thinking about it. Um, People are pretty good with fake IDs and creating um, backstories. Mm -hmm. So if it gives terrorists... Well, look, even with all the security we have, you could still so easily break up a plane, blow up a plane, cause damage, cause havoc, cause fear. Yeah. All the security we're doing is... I mean, it, it... could not catch someone who's intentionally trying to cause harm. It's it's a cold it'll war. Stop, it's, it'll stop any stupid people from doing it. Yeah. But if it's an organized and intelligent group, and, you know, as crazy as some of these terrorists are, they are organized, they are intelligent, they're going to come up with ways to get around this shit. It's, we could talk about copy protection and piracy, which is basically... The same thing. Yeah. We know that oh, copy protection is for, <laughs> for comparing pirates to terrorists. Well, oh, that was of, a bad thing to say. Both of us know that they are not similar, but it's still the basic idea is there are people who are trying to protect, and there are people who try are trying to circumvent any protection. Yeah, which could be seen. And anything you're going to do is you can circumvent it. 
Yeah. Every lock needs a key, and at some point, you are able to copy that key at some point. There, There is nothing as a completely foolproof encryption of any kind. Mm-hmm. There's no way to secure everything if you are letting people in and out. You, you could seal off the airport, and then it would be secure, but then no planes would be able to leave. <laughs> kind of defeat the purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the airport. You cannot thieve. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the closest you can come as far as encryption is a one-time pad, but if you're using a one-time pad, you're kind of screwed. I mean, it, oh, that oh, traffic jam on the parking structure. Ooh, Kentucky's up. <laughs> Ooh, both of us are ADD. <laughs> what? Shiny. Hmm? So there's a Portal 2 ad now, actually, on TV. I Ooh. saw it. I was kind of surprised. Um, what was more surprising was the fact that this ad was actually made in-house. Yeah, it was made in by Valve because, what was their, one of their quotes was, um, they, they basically called the ad companies worthless, or pretty close Copy to worthless. Treatments, cliche treatments, wow. Yeah, they spent eight weeks making the TV ad following a ses- series of successful Valentine's-themed online videos. Those videos were cute, especially when you bring flowers and flowers would bring bees. And the lady what? was allergic to <laughs> You have to go go look for the look. Just Google Portal Two Valentine after we're done. So, granted, Portal Two was that next month. Oh, it's coming, Dave, and we can't stop it. Stop it! I've pre-ordered it. Are you kidding? <laughs> Why won't it be here now? That's gotta be right at my spring break too. Oh, you're very excited, aren't you? I'm gonna sit there and play Portal with Andy during spring break. This means though that I would have to order it. I thought you were going to. I have not ordered it yet. I have not pre-ordered it yet. It's I have not decided if off. I I have not decided if I want yes, but the bonus is portal. Okay. Ooh. So it's ten percent off. Are you holding off for a better offer? I want to see what other offers there are. Like uh there LA are going to be other offers. LA Noir had so many other offers for that game, depending on where you ordered it. Granted, it's I still have not Val- ordered that game either. What are you holding? I mean what Think about it this way. It's Valve. Pretty much any offer they're going to give you, they'll give you anyways for pre-ordering it. Are you expecting GameStop to have a better pre-order value than Valve? I don't know. Anyways, I, I bought Homefront. You bought Homefront? Yep. For OnLive or no? For OnLive. Ooh. The console is sitting at my parents' right now. Oh. Outside. <laughs> Sitting outside? Well, it was delivered, um, but I don't think anyone was home yesterday. So it was left there? Yeah, FedEx left it there. (laughs) So I'm going to go possibly try and pick that up so that it's not sitting outside. It's a good call. Very good call. Yeah. You know what wasn't a good call for you, Dave? What wasn't a good call for me? Buying a Zune. I don't even know where my Zune is. (laughs) Zune! Yes, Dave, it can hear you. Where are you, Zune? It's not a connect. You can't respond to vocal commands. Oh, bribe ought to connect. Speaking of ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) But Uh, um, I I played uh, Connect Adventures. We'll have to talk about that next week. We're running a little short on time, I think. Yeah, but the the Zune is um, going to be discontinued. The hardware is discontinued. Yes. The software is still being worked on. For what? The Windows Phone 7, which still hasn't gotten an update yet? Ooh, are these or uh, was so the update bricking or no they there was an initial update which bricked it and i think they fixed that oh okay see this is what i'm talking about research 
like I was paying attention to the Windows Phone 7 after I pointed out that they gave you an auto update that bricked your own phone. That was the story. Hey, look at this. This is kind of ridiculous. We're going to update your phone. Oh, sorry. We bricked it. We, we broke it. Oops. Yeah, <laughs> that's bad. testing. So what is this? Google Navigation gets better? Yeah. Is it based uh, off of time? It, it bases it off of time and historic trends. So like what you were doing with your brackets, Google Navigation does with the roads. Which is great, except when there's a problem. I found this out, actually. I was trying to figure out, um, for one of the job fairs up in Lansing, the, the Great Lakes Broadcasting Conference mm-hmm. up in Lansing, I was doing the Google Maps just to see how long it did, did there. And it was giving me some weird directions about my apartment because one of the roads next to us that you would take to get to, um, to the highway as fast as possible was under construction at one point. So Google diverted you around the construction. Okay. The only problem is that construction finished up four, five, six months ago. Oops. And they still do not drive you on that road. You can't even, you know how you can like sort of drag your route to put it on the road? In navigation? Well, no, just in Google Maps. Okay, yes. It wouldn't let you do that? No, it wouldn't even let me do that. So to, to it, it didn't know that the road was even there? Yeah. Oops. Somebody had removed the road because it was under construction at some point, which is my thought. And so now you can't even get there. And I've tried sending emails to Google, but... I have to wait for them to go, oh, wait, the road's back. And by the time the road's back, most likely it will be under construction again because they still haven't finished the construction. Oh, it's there. I know it's there. The map knows it's there. It just won't go on the road. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what else do we got? Business cards from Android. What's this? This is a really cool little program that I felt was worth putting on. Does it take uh, a it, picture of a phone or business no, it takes card? a picture of a card and yeah. it loads all the information automatically. It does OCR. Uh, basic text rec- text recognition and loads it into a contact. Hmm. But that would mean I would actually want to. Oh, I still need to actually go finish going through all my Google contacts. Yeah, I got to clean mine up too, especially because my phone decided to add the Facebook contacts. Into ah, it. ooh, you started up Facebook on your phone. Yeah. I no, I ran a program that went and grabbed all the images from Facebook and added those to the contacts, and it inadvertently added the rest of the Facebook contacts. I'm like, no! Were you? I did that the first time. I opened up Facebook, and it imported all of my Facebook contacts, which I have yeah. 570 some odd friends on Facebook. Yep. So I so opened I, my contact really list to, to call, and it's... I need to spend a good couple hours organizing that contact list and breaking it up into groups and tagging people. And then I need to start setting up rules on my phone of, yes, show these people. Yes, show these people. This group, call with my Google Voice number. Don't you always use your Google Voice number now? Uh, no. I actually still tend to use my regular number when I'm... Because Google Voice is kind of at the whim of data and Wi-Fi to actually initiate the call. To receive the call, it doesn't care. But to initiate the call, it does. Uh, so I, I will typically actually just use my regular number. I use Google Voice for texting because then it's free texting. Well, that makes sense. Um, but I found a program called like GV Plus or Google Voice Plus, which lets you set up rules based on area codes and groups. And so you can say, always call this group with the Google Voice number. Hmm. That could be interesting. Yeah. So some guy at MSU is uh, trying to create a new type of engine. What, an external combustion? No, it's internal Aww. combustion. Okay. What, are we going to go back to the 1800s with external combustion? You're talking like steam engines, Dave. Yeah, I know, but it's still really funny to think of an external combustion engine. Right. So the guy wants to create a uh, a wave 
something something shockwave. It's it's I don't know how to explain it. It basically inserts fuel and air into the middle. It mixes and then the thing spins and compresses the air and causes it to self combust. So you don't need a spark plug. And then oh. it spins again to let the exhaust air out. Huh? Yeah, it's really weird. Like the, if you look at the image, I. Yeah, no, that's so fresh air is coming toward the middle. Yes. And as it's exploding, it's exhausting from the edge. Yes. And the okay. way the cover spins, it will open up for the stuff to be injected. And then as it continues to spin, it will close off and then compress the thing. And then the explosion will cause it to continue to spin. And then the exhaust gases will get pushed out. That's really interesting. Yeah. Talked about it back in 2009. Finally has built a prototype and. Uh, I guess one of the popular mechanics, I can't find the video. I was trying to find that so Mm -hmm. I could actually see a video of it work, but I haven't been able to find it at the moment because of, you know, basketball and all that. Yeah. So, and then there's Magicka, Dave, to round it out. Magicka. Game that was released a a couple weeks ago. I played a demo of it and I just wanted to put it on there because I want to encourage people to pick it up because it's really, really well designed, uh, but it's it's a multiplayer game. There is single player, but, you know, just like uh, uh, Diablo and Diablo 2, there's single player, but it's way more fun if it's multi. I see. Uh, The only downside to it is you absolutely need a mouse with a scroll wheel. Oh, for zooming in and out? Nope, for middle button presses. Oh. Can't play it on a touchpad, no middle button. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to, like, I can't self-cast. <laughs> Mew. Makes it really hard to heal when you can't self-cast. Mm. But really ridiculously awesome game. Uh, eight elements, basic premise, you have eight elements, and you can hold up to five at a time. So you can queue up, like, Earth, Fire, and then you get a Fireball. Hmm. You can queue up Arcane, Earth, and then you get a Projectile of Arcane Energy. You can do Arcane and Fire, and then you get a Laser Beam of Death that ignites things as it goes. Well, that would seem very interesting. Uh, And then things get even more fun when you start adding more people, because you can combine spells from different players. (laughs) And you can, especially the beams, because you can take the two beams and angle them together and they create a stronger beam. <laughs> hmm. um, but you have to be careful because friendly fire is on. Ooh. Friendly fire is just the half of it. Uh, at, at one point, I cast a shield which is opposed to arcane. So shield and arcane are opposites. I, I think they are. Either way, the shield reflects the arcane. Uh, I made a bubble for myself, and I shot Arcane, and it bounced around the bubble and hit me. Uh, if you combine opposing elements with in multiplayer, you can cause some serious explosions and deal damage. And it's just a really fun game. It's ten bucks. There's a four pack on Steam for thirty bucks. So if you can find four other people, three other people, three other people, you can yep. get it for cheaper. Yep. And with this new. Well, we, we've had this ability with PayPal, but with this new thing that Visa's talking about... Oh, the person-to-person transactions? Person-to-person almost, transactions. I almost put that on as the topic, as a topic. Yeah, Visa is talking about allowing you to do person-to-person cash transactions through your credit card. Which all I hear is PayPal, but with Visa. Yeah, well, I mean, PayPal takes Visa now anyways, so... Yeah. <laughs> so you could transfer Heck. person-to-person through Visa and then through um, PayPal. Could be crazy. Yeah. All right, so we should hit uh, the... Given that PayPal is, is so widely accepted through the web, though, it's not going anywhere. No. All right, so our games. Yes. 
We both actually had the same game on there, which has happened a couple times, which will happen a couple times more. NCAA, NCAA football series. Yes. Not March Madness. There's a basketball game called March Madness. That is not it. We are talking NCAA football, which I first got on the PS2. I played it when you had it on the PS2 at your house. Ah, yes. And I remember not having any idea what I was doing. And no one would explain it to me. That is the one problem I've had with this entire series. Is sometimes... The controls suck. Yeah, especially since they talk about new controls, but they don't really explain it in the extremely small uh, manual that comes with the game. There's a play called the double option where quarterback takes the ball, falls back, runs, and you can pass it off to someone else. Well, it's an option play, so you can toss it to your runner, or you can pass it. I've never been able to figure out how to actually get it to pass. (laughs) It wasn't until Andy told me how that I learned I could pass it to the guy running with me by like pulling the left trigger. I mean, that's not in the manual anywhere. So there are certain plays I just don't pick because I don't know how to work it with the controls. What's also really funny is the controls sometimes change from year to year. And they don't tell you. Yeah, you can get used to playing a control certain one way and then I remember uh, going back to play one of the other games and I was trying to jump the defensive line and I couldn't do it and I couldn't figure out why and I'm like, oh wait, I'm using the wrong button. Yep. And sometimes I try it and be like, oh crap, I'm jumping more often than I want to because I was using what I thought was the turbo button which I guess doesn't exist anymore. Nope. But there's something fun about either A, starting your own team from scratch, making them the, one of the worst teams in the country, and building them up to be a three-peat national mm-hmm. champion, or, or my case... an existing team, like Eastern. Yeah, which is the... And building it up until it's in the Big Ten. Yes, that is always a good time when I get... I, I turn down all other conference invites other than the Big Ten whenever I get asked to be in another conference. Nice. Because there's just so many Big Ten teams that are so much around that area. Yeah. Think, of, think of the rivalry if Eastern and Michigan were on par with each other in football? Well, the way Michigan's been playing, that might actually happen. <laughs> no, we'll see. Michigan's got a new coach this year. We'll see what happens. I, th- I think they're not the two closest universities, but I think they're like second on the list for closest universities to each other. There's two that are closer than seven miles? I do believe so. I think from football stadium to football stadium, there's one other pair of schools that are closer than Eastern and Michigan. It was also yeah, kind of funny during the football that said, game. I mean, both, both of those stadiums are huge. Yeah. Rhinierson Stadium, I mean, Michigan Stadium is the largest, period. Yes. But Rhinierson Stadium is not exactly a small football field. No, it's not. Because it was built for the XFL. Not the XFL. It was the uh, United Football League. Are you sure? Something like that. It was built for the Detroit Wheelers or something like that. I'm pretty sure it was built for the XFL, but I could be. I spelled Rhinierson just like that. (laughs) Rhinierson Stadium. You're looking at the Wikipedia article, aren't you? Yes, I am. So are you. Yep. It doesn't Uh, say. World Football League. There it is. Oh, the WFL. I was one letter off. (laughs) Because it was originally built back in 69, and World Football League started in, what, 1970-something? Mm-hmm. 74 was, is when they added the lighting for the... Yeah, World, World of Football was 74 and 75, so that's basically why Rainierson Stadium yeah. got built. So I'm willing to bet that, uh, I mean, it, it's a capacity of 30,000, so it's about a quarter the size of U of M's football field. Yeah. Oh, the stadium, rather. Um, so, yeah, they might not be the closest, but that would be such an amazing, amazing rivalry. If they were on par with each other. Yeah, they're it, not. No. But that would still... Um, I, I think the last some... game they played, Michigan was basically on their fourth string, and they still won 55 to nothing. 
I still remember though blocking that uh, field goal. Yep. And running back for the touchdown. Everybody else is what? <laughs> and then but you again, injured our good. quarterback, our starting quarterback. <laughs> well, that's what you get for trying to show off. Oh. Michigan has to love playing, or rather, Eastern has to love playing against Michigan because I mean, absolutely love it. It's you don't have to travel. I think they still they, do it, travel to the uh, hotels on stadium or not stadium okay. on State Street. Okay. But even then, I mean, it, most of the team probably just stays at home. You, yeah, you probably could just stay at home and then... Uh, and, and they get paid out the ass for it. Which is why they do those games. It's basically a necessary evil for being in the Mac. You must get your ass kicked. Yeah. At least feel, one time. I feel bad reading this Wikipedia. Standing room is available in the south end zone, allowing for crowds larger than the listed capacity. However, this has never been an issue, since the largest attendance of an EMU game was 26,188 in 2008, which was 87% of capacity. I think I remember that game. At least I think I remember which one that was. No, because that was 2008. Our games are over capacity. Yes. Oh, craziness. But that's what that's part of the joy of NCAA football, taking that 20% crowd and building it to something that is basically by your own hands, going, look what I have made. I, I would appreciate uh, significantly better tutorials for each section of the game. Yes. Also, I'd love what they did with Madden, and they actually had like a little pre-before you would start, you get like your tutorials. And then mm-hmm. they would judge you on how well you're doing and adjust the AI accordingly. Ooh. So if you suck at running, instead of just, you know, calling pass plays the entire time, it will make running easier for you. Ooh. So you can actually start to balance things out of it. That's interesting. That's what I would love. Better AI. Yeah. All right. So random topic time. Okay. Um, now that the game's over, I don't care anymore. Um. <laughs> have you been watching the game? Random topic is the... Randy! Uh, <laughs> Have you been able to notice? Um, a little bit, but go on. Damn. Anyway, what is your favorite assembly from elementary school? Gemini. They're the guitar-playing twins, right? Yes. They came to Houghton Elementary. I remember there was one point where a guy was, um, one I remember really great was the guy was blowing up balloons filled with other flammable gases, and he ended with hydrogen. It was quite loud. You're thinking, this is just a small balloon? That was pretty cool. The, uh... First grade circus was always fun. There was a first grade circus? Yes. You don't remember the first grade circus? Were you not here in first grade? I was here in first grade. There was always a circus. I I don't remember a first grade circus. Oh, I was the ringmaster. Okay. Um, What else was there? There was the the ones the fifth graders always did at Houghton, where it was like Sacagawea. The Thanksgiving one? The Harriet Tubman one. It was the... Sacagawea and Harriet Tubman? Yeah. Isn't it Harriet Tubman, the the lady who was known as the conductor? The Underground Railroad? Yes. Yes. It was like Harriet Tubman. It was Sacagawea. It was a couple other like... Like history things and it always ended with um them all singing like from the the from sea to shining sea or something like that it was done by the fifth graders i always wanted to do that but never actually got the chance to but it was such a i do not remember that at all you don't I think remember no i don't the, but i think you're who, in this one. Oh, please i all the slim people will remember who went to houghton and will remember the sacajuia harriet tubman sure assembly oh the bigsby marionettes that was always a good one too with the the uh stone soup marionettes and the the house with the chicken legs marionettes and everything i like that other people i guess were extremely bored with you know actual plays but no that aha we can we can i can go to a judge on this ruling all right. Elementary school assembly that had like Sacagawea and Harriet Tubman and it was put on by the fifth graders. Do you remember it? 
Aha, there was one about Sacagawea. Oh, that does not count, and you know it. This is completely... I remember a- something about Sacagawea. I do not remember the one where they made a stance. But they always ended with, like, singing Sea to Shining Sea. To shining sea. Uh, I swear. It was an independent ruin, and I win. Damn it, I'm losing. Yes, yes, you are. I need to stop are. this before I lose anymore. Okay. 